There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. And before we do get into today's first story, I just want to give you a quick warning that it does involve home invasion. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are always in the description and along the timeline below. Let's crack on with it. And our first story comes from Exigence who says, I went on a date with a guy who tried to rob me. I can't possibly tell anyone I know about this story, so here it goes. Two years ago, I returned home from my father's funeral. As soon as I opened the door to my apartment, a guy holding a crowbar came out from my kitchen holding my TV. I live in the city, so robberies are common. The guy began shouting at me and he clumsily dropped my TV and began holding the crowbar like it was a baseball bat. I was so stunned at what was happening that I didn't move. The guy screamed at me to empty my pockets. From the stress of the last few days with my father passing away, I simply started crying. Not out of fear of what was happening, but because this was literally the worst time of my life. The worst moment. The worst minute and second. While crying hysterically, I gave the guy my wallet. I just sat on my floor and hugged my knees and told him through my tears to take whatever you want. He hesitated, looked down at me. He dropped my wallet and sat down beside me. Immediately, he began to comfort me. He began to apologize. He put my TV back on the table and told me it wasn't damaged. He told me that he lost his job and that his mum needs medicine that he couldn't afford and that they were homeless. He told me all of this while I just wailed. I cried for my father who was lost. I cried for my future for it was uncertain and I cried because my home had been intruded on in the most violent way. For a good 10 minutes I sat on the floor with a guy who had every intent to rob me, telling me it would be okay and that he was sorry. He begged me not to call the police. I just started screaming at him to get out. He ran away so fast he left the crowbar. I threw it after him as he ran down the street. Two days later I came home from work and he was sitting in front of my door. I was so terrified that I pulled out my phone but he had this look of his face of I'm not sure how to describe it. Remorse or regret. He told me that he told his mum what he did and his mum made me some soup. He handed me this tiny bowl wrapped in tin foil. Again, I was stunned and overwhelmed and angry that I slapped the bowl out of his hands and it shattered on the floor. I told him to leave or I was calling the police. He left. I remember he looked upset. I left the soup and shattered bowl outside my door, almost as a warning for him to not come back. About three months after that, I got a note in my mail slot from the guy. He told me his mother had passed away and that he was no longer homeless and that he had a job. He wanted to repay me for breaking into my apartment. He wrote down his address and told me that I was welcome to break into his place if I wanted, but he didn't have much stuff. This all overwhelmed me. I threw away the letter, but I remembered his address. 
I remember walking by there one day and out of curiosity, it was a ratty apartment building across the city. He was walking up to his room and he saw me. He waved. I turned away and left. He ran after me, apologized again, told me that he never meant to do what he did. He showed me the program from his mother's funeral that he kept in his wallet. He wasn't lying. She was real and he was real. He was a real person. I don't know what it was, but I believed him. We slowly began to grow together as people. I can't describe it. After a year of maintaining communication and learning about who he was, he enrolled in a local community college and began taking courses to earn credits before applying to university. I helped him study for his history class a lot. He's great at math and science though. I never invited him over to my apartment however. No matter how much I got to know him, I was still afraid of him and he knew that. He knew that I couldn't trust him. But tonight, we went out for coffee because he said he had an exam in the World Civ class. When I got there, he said he forgot his book. We just talked for a bit, we laughed and then he told me he wanted to cook for me. On a whim, I decided to invite him over to my apartment. After picking up some things in the grocery store, he came over. I was so nervous that I was shaking. He noticed, he squeezed my hand and then he made dinner. It was amazing. We talked, we laughed, we sat on the floor and watched a movie on the TV. He tried to steal. We made jokes about it. And then he told me that he missed his mum. I gave him a hug, then he left. I don't know what I feel, but I do know that I can't give up on people anymore. Some people just have the shit end of life. Maybe things have a way of working themselves out. And I miss my dad too. And we do have a couple of updates to this post. Now, I came into this one thinking it was going to be a story of that they was already on a date and, you know, he was caught trying to rob the apartment while she was there, like trying to take little trinkets or something like that. Not you come home to find this guy actually robbing your apartment. And I've been sitting here for some time trying to work out how I actually feel about this because I find it very strange. So I'm going to have to come out of it some if I was in like your position and how I think I may feel. Obviously, it's a very unique situation, so it's really hard to, to judge how you would actually feel like that. But And like when I come up a lot of these stories, I don't think I'd be able to trust that person enough for a relationship. I mean, I'm extremely happy that this guy saw the error of his ways whilst he was doing it and didn't go through with it and had remorse because, you know, people do hit the very bottom and they do stupid things. But would you be able to trust that person again? So I'm going to be really fascinated with the comments and where the updates go with this one because I've never heard a situation quite like this before. 200 says, I really applaud you for giving him another chance to prove he's not a bad person. Everyone can hit rock bottom and make poor choices at one point in their life. Aporia says, I've been trying for the past few minutes to articulate how this makes me feel. Me too. And I don't really know how. I teared up reading it. It also makes me feel really hopeful for some reason. Thank you for sharing. I needed this today. Dan says, man wants to steal TV, meets woman owner of TV, decides to steal heart of woman instead. Seriously though, be careful with this guy. A lot of us have hard times and have never resorted to breaking and entering and threatening a woman with a crowbar. I don't doubt he is a real person with real feelings, some of which may be genuine, but he has a dark side. Keep that in mind. Nehru says, ah yes, the long con. He's going to be your boyfriend, then marry and steal everything in the house. Anyway, let's move on to the updates because some of them are starting to reply to those edits as well. So the first edit slash update says, I'm beside myself to log in this morning and see this at the top of this page. 
I've been a Redditor for a few years and never thought this would happen. Also, to those of you who are messaging and commenting to confirm the validity of this, I guess it never occurred to me when I wrote that it sounded so ridiculous. It really does. I don't blame you for saying it's false, but it is real. He's real. I'm real. It all happened slash is happening currently. Thank you all who have messaged me and commented and thank you to the two people who gave me gold. This is just insane to me. I'm so grateful. So very grateful. Edit 2. Sorry for neglecting this. Today has been insane with work and hosting a friend's bridal shower. I want to clarify a few things about this because I'm getting a lot of messages about a lot of different things. People are saying that I'm being too trusting of him after what happened. You are right, I suppose. I mean, I live in the heart of one of the most dangerous cities. My friend was robbed just a few years ago and was actually physically injured as a result of it. So me trusting him did not constitute me giving him a hug after he broke in. It was much, much more than that. My dad died of a brain aneurysm in March 2013. He passed away peacefully in his sleep. The thing about my dad though was that he was the most generous, most kindest man in the world. I know people like to say that about their parents, but it's true about my dad. When I was four, I remember him giving these guys a ride from prison. They were released after serving their sentence, but had to walk to get where they were going. My dad picked them up, had them hop in the back of his pickup truck and took them home. He put his life and basically mine at the hands of these people who could have hurt us. They didn't, thank God. My dad taught me to be selfless and understanding of the world and of people. and I loved him for that, but when I lost him, it shattered me and turned me into an entirely different person. After my dad died, I became severely depressed and angry. I was angry at everything. I had to take a leave from my job. I teach second grade. All day, I would lay in bed and think about how much I hated God or whatever higher power for taking my dad away. Nothing seemed worth it. After the guy, my friend, broke into my apartment, I hated him for a while. I hated my dad for making me so trusting because I didn't call the cops on the guy. I hated my dad for dying. I hated him for being so incredibly compassionate and better than me. I hated myself for being vulnerable. I just hated everything. The guy who tried to rob me is a person and of course, I constantly ask myself when I'm with him, what happens if he tries to hurt me or robs me again? But the thing about him is that he knows I'm thinking this and he constantly tries to reassure me. We have grown together as people, as I said. There's a whole two years that I didn't post in this recounting because it would be like a novel length post. Do I like him? I don't think so. I don't think he likes me. I think we both understand, respect and honor the other for our mutual struggles. We're proud of each other and we're both guilty of things. Me for shutting out my friends, family and students and becoming an awful person after I lost my dad and him for going to incredible lengths to try and save his mother from experiencing incredible agony in her final moments. I intend to show him this post. I want him to know he doesn't have a computer or internet but I think he'll find this humorous. His story is not mine to tell. How his mother died is not my story to tell. What exactly drove him to pray from my front door with a crowbar is not for me to tell. What happened to his family is not for me to tell. But what is for me to tell is that he is a human. He is flawed. God, he's so flawed. But after knowing him and learning about his life, about his childhood and the tiny little child who used to be so passionate about school and learning as he was, as he told me, 
I know that he has his story. I have my story. You have yours. And although I think it is irrelevant, the thought of even dating after the last few years hasn't crossed my mind. Was I involved in relationships prior to my dad's passing? Yes. One was long-term and had a foreseeable end with an engagement, but things happen. Life happens. I'm meeting with him tomorrow at his work. While he's on break, to give him some old study materials that I have from literature class I took in college. It's all so normal and I'm not afraid. My dad was never afraid, so I shouldn't have to be. I choose not to be. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. OP then comes in with another update which says hey so I posted a couple of days ago about how I went on a date with this guy who tried to rob me this is just a quick follow-up nothing major last night I showed him the post and some of the comments from you guys he was a little apprehensive about this place and the fact that I had shared this with the entire world but the comments really made him so happy he wanted me to thank you all and I tried to get him to make a post of his own, but he thinks it's too weird. Plus, he considers himself a bad speller. I just wanted to update everyone with this little unimportant tidbit. My dad's birthday is in a few weeks and I have to prepare myself for it year round, really. But this year is different because I know I have people to support me, especially a really close new friend who came, well, I'd like to say out of nowhere. He really just came out of my kitchen holding a crowbar. One more thing, when I showed him the post, he looked up at me and went, wait, it was a date, and I got so embarrassed. Then he laughed and told me that he was relieved because he thought it was a date. We haven't talked about anything else along the lines of dating in the future. I just wanted to extend my gratitude, my thanks and my love, as well as his to you all. Thank you, thank you. Opie then comes in with another update, which is some months later, which says, I've been trying to write this for the past three months, but I always kept getting busy. I truly don't know what to say because so much has happened in the six months since I wrote all this down for the first time. I want to say this for me, to get this off my chest. I cared about him. I cared for him. I did. I can't deny that. In January, right after the new year started, I got a phone call at half past two in the morning from him. He was in jail. He and two of his friends were arrested for public intoxication and possession of drug paraphernalia. He wanted me to bail him out. I'm a teacher living on a teacher's salary. I said no, I couldn't. 
This is when things fell apart. Before then, he and I had been incredibly close. We spent Christmas together. I didn't have enough money for a plane ticket home, so I stayed in the city. He came over, we cooked and watched movies. Before Christmas, we spent Thanksgiving together. I helped him study. I helped him get his finances in order. He had no idea how to do taxes and how to do all the adult stuff, as he said. But I noticed I started doing things I didn't normally do. He would come over in the middle of the night, visibly panicked, and asked if he could stay with me. I let him, no questions asked. I stopped asking questions because I wanted to believe that he was good and everything was fine. He started asking me that if others asked about him, if I would lie and say I didn't know him. This scared me, but I assumed it was about work stuff. I wanted it to be his work stuff. He was released from jail about a week later. He didn't talk to me. I called his apartment, nothing. I came home from work one day and a woman was waiting outside my door. She appeared disheveled. She was wearing a tank top and flip-flops in mid-January in the Northeast. It was cold. When I tried to key into my apartment, she started verbally attacking me. She told me to stay away from him, like she owned him. She told me that she knew what I did to him and that I would get what's coming. She left and I was scared out of my mind. Before calling the police, I decided to call his apartment one last time. He answered. I told him about the woman. He apologized, said that he was seeing her. He didn't intend for her to come over and interfere, but that led me to another question. How did she know where I live? How many others had he told where I lived? He hesitated before answering. I remember that. He just said he was sorry. I immediately packed an overnight bag, grabbed my most valuable items and went to stay in a hotel. I used my credit card, my only in case of emergencies card because I no longer felt safe because of him. I came back to my apartment the next day and everything was fine. He came over to apologize and I told him to get out. I started crying. When I'm angry, I cry. He tried to hug me, but I remember picking up a piece of wood out of a dismantled Ikea shelf to protect myself. I demanded to know what he was doing. He told me he was selling drugs. He told me that he had to do it because he knew people that would hurt him. Lies, I guess. I don't know. I told him to get out, never want to see him again, etc, etc. He got angry, threatened to come back with his friends. I was racked with guilt for trusting him. He apologized again and said he was sorry. I was questioning everything about him. I pushed him out and locked the door. The teaching program I'm a part of rotates teachers in and out of schools across the country. Last year, I put in a request to move across the country to be closer to home. Two weeks after this encounter with him, I found out that my request was accepted and I was set to leave in March. My apartment was broken into and vandalized in early February. At night, he would come and knock on my door. I would call the police, but he would always leave before they got there. His guys started harassing me. Nothing was ever stolen, just broken. They broke a glass bottle my dad made for me when I was six. He knew how much that meant to me. It was shattered. The week before I left, I saw him outside my building. I called the police. He was walking over to me and I remember having this fiery rage in me. It was this impassioned red angry heat that washed over me and I took my keys, which are on a lanyard, and I just started hitting him. I ended up cracking his eye socket. When the police questioned him, they realized he was the one that was harassing me. He was wanted for a myriad of other charges. After he fell down, after I cracked his eye socket with my keys, I started kicking him. I wanted him to die. I really did. 
and I thought about what my dad would think. But then I realized I'm not my dad. I will never be him. I'm different. This is different. People are different. Not all of them are good, but some of them are. I am good. I am a good person. Right now, I'm sitting in my new apartment in a brand new city. It's warm. Rent is cheaper. I live in a neighborhood of old people. They are nice. They love that I teach kids and it makes them feel safe. I guess. Some days I leave my door open and let in a breeze. I'm never afraid. The beach is literally a seven-minute walk. I've timed it from my back door. I'm happy. So I'm putting this to rest. It's done. It's over. I'm tired. I'm posting this and not checking back anymore. I just wanted to tell someone because no one in my personal life even knew this was happening. I still can't believe it happened, but it did and it's done. Now this one just felt like such a roller coaster of a story for me anyway. When OP was explaining the first part of the story, I was like, you know, like I explained that I don't think I'd be able to trust that person with the information that I had in that particular story. You know, I was and I was in two minds about that, the way that OP was talking about them and the way they trust and the way that they deal with people. And I felt guilty in some ways talking about, you know, not trusting the person because OP does sound like an absolutely lovely human. And then when Opie went on to their first couple of updates when they were talking about their dad passing away, which I was incredibly sorry to hear, and explaining about their life and their feelings and the way that their dad dealt with things and how that they really understand each other and how they're proud of each other and you know they're both guilty of things and everyone is flawed and all this kind of stuff. I felt more and more guilty going through it. Think of it in the way that Opie was explaining, you know, just two flawed people trying to make their way through life and support each other at the same time. And on the third update, when he was explaining that, you know, he read the Reddit post and they was talking about their previous meetups possibly being dates. And it was it sounded almost like it was turning into love. And to come back with that last update where things all fell apart and, and things turned around, it was just incredibly sad to see. And whilst OP has had like an absolutely negative experience at the end there, I'm glad that they still do realize that they are a good person for what they've been doing. And they've been able to get out of that situation and move on with their life and just be done with it because, yeah, you don't need that person in your life anymore. And it just sort of cast me back over what this guy said to Opie and what was real and what wasn't. They've proven themselves in the end to be untrustworthy. So it'd be really interesting to know what was real in the end. But I'm just so incredibly sorry for Opie that it did end this way. What do you guys make of this one? What would you say to Opie? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.